first of two scriptures this morning comes to us from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. The Old Testament prophet Isaiah. And then we'll skip over and read the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 39. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And out of Luke chapter 1, we read, beginning in verse 39. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as scripture is read, as word is proclaimed, help us hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. We begin a new worship series for Advent this morning called The Greatest Gift, God. With us. You know, we enter into times in our lives or seasons, and, and how often are we tempted to think that we have everything figured out? You know? We enter into the time of Advent and, and, and we think we know the story. We think we've heard it before and we've got it figured out. You know, we read uh, the, the Isaiah passage having already the knowledge of the Luke passage. And we already know what God has done. We know the rest of the story. But do we? Have you ever been surprised by God? better question is, have, have you never been surprised by God? <laughs> has God ever thrown you for a loop? Or, or better yet, has something God has done ever made you want to go? In mesmerizedness. Well, God surprised everyone in all time, with the best Christmas present anyone has ever received. And it all started, however, with waiting. In the Luke scripture, we begin the story of this gift with Elizabeth. She's the wife of Zechariah, who's a priest, and they have yearned for a child for their entire lives. Have you ever yearned you know what that means, yearned? 
it means more than just wants or desires. It means that you have more than a craving. It means the desire is so strong that the passion is beyond comprehension. You yearn for something. They yearn for so long for a child. Elizabeth is about 80 years old, well beyond your, your typical childbearing age. But as we know from the stories of the Old Testament, with God all things are possible. Remember the story of Abraham and Sarah? But by this point, Elizabeth had given up all hope, and then the unexpected. Instead of heat flashes, she's having morning sickness. She is now expecting a baby. But not just any baby. A perfectly kind baby. She is expecting the cousin of Jesus, John the Baptist. The one who would come to point the way that leads to the Messiah. John was in the ministry of pointing. Let's shift gears now just a, a, a hair and let's meet someone else who would have a surprise from God. She's a, a typical teenager at this time. She's probably more concerned about pleasing her parents and, and picking the right wheat for gathering. Uh, uh, she's, she, she's trying to figure out the outfit, the right outfit to wear to pick the wheat than she is about her future or about any possibilities that these kinds of things could happen. All this is well into her, in, into her future. And, and Joseph has come a courting, and he's been there a little while, and he's asked her father for her hand in marriage. And, and there's a whole uh, a cycle and a whole system and a whole custom in, in, in Judaism that we could go into that we're not going to today. But after all this, guess what? The unexpected. Yet again, I can hear the headline of the Nazareth Daily News now. Picture it with me. You ready? Whether it's still in print or maybe it's on the big screen. I don't know. But here it goes. She's young. She's pregnant. She's engaged. Well, sort of. And the baby daddy ain't the fiancé. Oh, and we didn't tell you the best part yet. That's in the body of the news article. She claims she's still a virgin. And the baby is the child of God. The unexpected. Now I'm sure this is a far cry off of, of what Mary expected her life to be at this point in her life. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't this be a far cry off of, right? But the God whose middle name is Surprise had a different and unexpected plan for Mary. Elizabeth and, and Mary weren't the only ones who would get a surprise. <laughs> Nor were they the only ones who would have to wait for the surprise that they didn't know was coming. The people of Israel had been waiting at least a thousand years for this Messiah to arrive. Their true king, their superhero, if you will. 
to come and to be revealed to them. And, and you thought waiting for Christmas as a child seemed like forever. God had spoiled the surprise many years prior by leaking it to the prophet named Isaiah in the scripture that we read this morning. Through this description, however, people's imaginations went haywire. The people had put all of their hopes and dreams and expectations into the arrival of this superhero that they conceived with their minds. They built him up to the point of unsurpassed greatness. They were thinking crowns and palaces. They were thinking mighty warriors and for him to ride in on a silver white stallion ready to fight and destroy the bad guy. And off in the distance when he appears, all you hear is da 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 Nobody else? Okay, I've been on a Lone Ranger kick lately, I'm sorry. This was the expectations, and yet, guess what? Surprise! What happens? The unexpected. The circumstances of his humble birth were surprising, to say the least. But Jesus' birth would be only the first of many ways that Jesus defied expectations not fell short of, defied. Amen? Are y'all awake? Clyde, I need help. Jesus was a friend to sinners. He defied expectations. Jesus sought out those who were the least, the lost, and the hopeless, and the people that everyone else had given up on. He defied expectations. Here is a man. Here is the very incarnation of God who has more power in his little finger to zap the bad guys if he wanted to. Yet, he stuns the world instead. Rather than conquering those who challenged him, he died on their cross. And then, not only... Did he defy expectations, but he transcended all conceivable notions by defeating death itself and rising from the grave. This was not the Messiah that they were anticipating or even wanted, most likely. But as it always turns out, tell me if you can testify to this, God's plans are way better than anything we can ever dream up on our own. And it is always the case. Amen? God's people expected this Messiah to be a lot of things, but they never expected God in the flesh. Folks, listen to this. 
God didn't come to deliver us from our enemies and be the Savior that we wanted. But God came to be the gift that we needed. You see, we are the ones responsible for distancing ourselves from God. When Adam and Eve gave into temptation, they introduced sin into the picture. And, and, and sin always gets a bad connotation. It's not a four-letter word. It's a word we need to talk about. Sin is simply anything that comes between us and God. That's all it is. Anything that takes precedent at any moment in our lives more so than God. It's all sin is. But, but, say it with me, but God loved us so much from the very beginning that from that moment on, God set a plan into motion to redeem and restore us back into a right relationship with God. We mattered that much to God even before we were born. God had been waiting a long time for the right moment to stun the world and to step into our realities. Christmas happened because God expected to change the world. God expected to give hope where there was none. God the Father revealed himself to us in a whole new way through the birth of Jesus, stepping into our midst and forever changing our understanding of love and of grace and to know what it means to matter to a God whom we have prayed to, whom we have longed for, whom we have said, God, I love you, I need you, I want you. And God said, this is how I am showing you how much I love you that you can't even fathom or measure it. But here's something else that we need to take note of. God is also expecting a response from all of us this season, this day, and in the days to come. God is expecting us to share this story of Jesus. God expects Christmas to change the world because Christmas was God's design. Christmas was always God's plan. Christmas was always how God planned to enter into the world. And the climax of Christmas was always going to be the cross. ending of Christmas is always going to be the resurrection. God expects us to change the world because of God's birth into it. So here's the question for us to ponder this first week of Advent. What are you expecting this Christmas? 
What are you expecting this season? Do you have a longing that God will change something in your life? Do you have a longing, longing that God, a yearning even, that God will change something in a loved one's life? Do you realize what God expects of you as well? That you will change the world. God expects this church to be Christmas for the people that we serve in this community. How do we expect to be Christ for the people who need the Savior the most today? We go and we live now into this expectation. Pray this season then with the expectation that God will surprise you. And then live with the expectation that you were put here to change the world. Because you have a purpose and you matter to God. Expect that to transform lives. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Friends, the table has been set and the meal has been prepared. Christ invites to his table all who truly love.